Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the drive. It is a uh, 5:51 on September 21st, and hope you guys are having a good week. <clears throat> uh, last night was awesome. Um, more people are coming on midweek, and it's just awesome to see people hungry to get into God's Word and to learn and to grow and to be spoken to. And man, the discussion last night was went a lot longer than normal because it was just. There's so much there. <laughs> Man, it was a blessing. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are having a good week, whether it's um, parenting, schooling, working, no matter what, God is good. He's on the throne. He's at work. Um, and he was at work through Paul writing the letter to the Galatian churches. And here's what Paul says in uh, Galatians 4, 27 to 31. It says, For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not hear, break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of free. And I pull out of my driveway, but remember, I, I said, I, I believe last episode, that um, that really Paul gives a lot of contrasts, right? He gives a lot of contrasts, and it's important. Contrasts are incredibly important biblically because... They help to illuminate the truth. Jesus gave a lot of contrasts. And look throughout the Bible. You see contrasts that really bring to surface the importance of obedience. What to do, what not to do. Like, it's very clear. And going on the, um, kind of the coattails of what we talked about yesterday's, or last episode, is... The bondwoman and the free. And the bondwoman, I mean, this is symbolic, obviously. It's symbolic between the flesh and the spirit. And Paul is trying to get this across to these guys. Listen, you were walking in the spirit. You're walking with Jesus. You believe the gospel. You were saved. Churches arose. They were planted. They were started. And God's doing a great thing. So you're free in Christ. Like, why are you going back? Why are you going back to the law? Why are you allowing yourself to be deceived? You have control to walk away from the deception. You have free will in order to do that. Like Eve had free will to say, actually, serpent, yeah, I'm not going to eat of that fruit and I'm not going to question God what he said in the beginning. I'm not going to did God really say? She could have said, yeah, he really said. Goodbye. <laughs> but she didn't, right? We obviously know that. But we have free will. What are we going to do? Walk in freedom or walk in bondage? And that's the thing about the flesh. We were talking about this last night as we are going through Deuteronomy chapter 12. And God was really... Uh, warning the second generation before they went into the land of Canaan hey you need to destroy all the idols all the pillars all the these 
areas and these places and these temples on the mountains and on the hills and in the groves and in the alcoves all the places that idolatry and false gods were present they need to be destroyed god didn't say you know what just build, just use those buildings for me he didn't say keep the existing buildings he said destroy them tear them down i mean it's pretty intense uh Deuteronomy 12, uh, 1 through 4, talking about that. He's very straightforward. He didn't want any trace of idolatry in the land that the children of Israel were to inherit. And so, same thing with us. Well, in modern day idols. I mean, I gave a whole list last night. We were talking about the idol of... Uh, family or school or politics or hobby or work or uh, relationship another person like we can go on and on there's so many modern day things idolatrous things that whatever we put before the lord that's an idol whatever we are consumed with over the lord and more than the lord it's an idol destroy it get rid of it put it away throw it in the trash get you know what i'm saying like recognize it repent and put god first the flesh though the flesh wants what the flesh wants the flesh loves to be fed in other words as we're walking with the lord we have these temptations and the flesh loves to put things ahead of god and justify it and argue and go against the things of the Lord, the things of the Spirit. That's why if you're walking in the Spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh because you're not like, you know what, a little bit of the Spirit, a little bit of the flesh, mix it all together and that's who I am. No, that's not, that's not biblical. That's not possible because if you, you're walking in the Spirit, you're not going to want to fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh will pull you away from the Spirit. And if you're walking in the Spirit, it'll help you to crucify the flesh the things that rise up that aren't from and of the Lord that's just biblical and so there is a war there's a battle and you know the flesh is one of the three main oppositions one of the three main things that we fight against is Christ followers right the world the flesh and the devil the flesh is a big one we have to be careful. We have to be careful to romanticize the past, how it used to be, and, and to try to go back there because we think it was all fun and games. No, it was difficult. There was heartache. It was, <laughs> without the Lord, it was horrible. We were in the flesh, operating on our own plan, our own way, our own will, and that never works out. It leads to stress and anxiety and heartache. It leads to an unsettled heart. It leads to a turbulent mind to be walking in the flesh. But let's contrast that. Walking in the Spirit leads to freedom. It leads to the recognition that you are forgiven for what you said, for what you did, for who we are. Like we're, we're given God's grace and mercy. We're forgiven. Like we don't deserve it. We didn't do anything to earn it, but yet the Lord gave it. And that's when we go, Lord, I praise you. I thank you. I couldn't do this without you. So walk in the Spirit. 
Walk in the Spirit. You'll not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Galatians 5.16. Walk in the Spirit. Well, how do I walk in the Spirit? Well, first of all, you seek the Lord through prayer, through His Word. And you ask the Lord. You know, God, fill me with your Spirit. Lead me today. I think that's a good prayer to pray every single morning before you leave the house or before you go about your day. Lord, lead this day by your spirit. Open my eyes, open my ears. Use me for your will, for your kingdom today. Whatever that looks like, I don't know. I have my plans. It's all written down, you know, (laughs) but help me to be open to your leading. The Holy Spirit is, is our helper, right? That's what Jesus said. When he ascended, I'm going to send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. He's, gonna guide, he's a guide. He guides us. He leads us. He illuminates things to us. It's like, and the more in tune we are with, with him, because remember that the Holy Spirit isn't a force, right? Biblically, the Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity. And so we're empowered by the Spirit as the Spirit falls upon us in order to do ministry and do the work of the Lord, because that's why we're here. That's why we exist on planet Earth for this short amount, short span of time. That's why we're here. So let's not waste the time, let's redeem the time. And those who God has put in your life that are biblically literate, that know the Word of God and that have your best interests in mind, in other words, they'll pray for you and they'll go straight to the spiritual when you're going through it rather than worldly opinions those are the ones you keep those are the ones you go forward with those are the ones you live life with the ones who go to the word first and use the word to bring illumination those who are walking strong with the Lord you know so important to have (laughs) biblical friends, if you will, you know, those who are just grounded in the word. I'm so thankful for those who God's put in my life to help me to be grounded in the word, established in the truth. Those who will give you an outside perspective that is godly rather than worldly, right? And that's why we connect with like-minded believers so important well hey god bless you guys i hope you have an amazing thursday and we'll talk to you in the morning